Banana Bunch. You know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast. I'm your host, Mark. I hope you had a great holiday. And you know what? I hope that all of you went on our YouTube and subscribed and hit the like button and the little bell button so you could watch along for some of our antics. Uh, maybe you saw our fun new video last week where I went to the store giving out gifts thanks to our department managers. Again, a quick shout out to all those department managers who played along. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think the customers really liked it. And that's what this is all about. All right, so we're getting to the end of 2023, and uh, we're, we're wrapping up. This is one we taped a little while back, and I was really excited to put this out. And then, of course, you know, like anything, it just gets juggled up. It was fun. Uh, so I brought in Jimmy from Longbottom Bird Ranch, which uh, he likens to being a, uh, a duck retirement community. But that's why I'm out here walking out of the way of the camera to bring out some things like these duck eggs because we carry all kinds of unique eggs here in the store so that's also a teaser for another video we're going to put out on youtube soon where you can see us making all kinds of different eggnogs for your holiday parties get ready for new year's uh in fancy strange eggs like have you ever seen an emu egg i bet you haven't but guess what i drank out of one it was very weird so yeah coming up on the show today we're talking conservation of ducks we're learning about where these eggs came from and you know what i wanted to dispel a bunch of duck myths and facts it was a fun episode. So, Jimmy, thank you so much for coming on and joining us. I hope you all enjoy this. And in the meantime, I'll see you all out there in the aisles. Or I won't. I might go somewhere else. Today, we're learning what makes a duck tick. They don't tick. They quack, though. Uh, I don't have a good lead-in for this at all, honestly, Jimmy. <laughs> I've, I'm just happy that there's a duck in the studio. So, well, let me introduce everyone to Jimmy and Hawk. Welcome to the show, boys. Hey, thanks for having us. <laughs> you say anything, Huck? He's already got the mouth flapping a little bit. I'm here yeah. for it. It's, yeah, it's, his, uh, it's how he shows how excited he is to be here. Oh, that's so cute. Well, for those of you listening to the audio-only version, he's, he's moving his bill up and down. But this is another good time for you to just watch us on YouTube. You know, hit subscribe, hit the little bell button so you know what's up. So, Jimmy, uh, all jokes aside, tell me about Longbottom Bird Ranch. Like, what are you doing? So we are a, a duck, I call it a retirement community. Ooh. Duck retirement community. Uh, we take in abandoned and uh, just ducks, domestic ducks that people no longer want, or they leave them somewhere like a pond or a lake. Uh, we take them in, that's part one. And the other part is we try and educate everyone we can, a good reason why I'm here today, yeah. uh, about domestic ducks and their plight, the issues that uh, ducks like Huck here face. Uh, that's kind of our deal. So, well, let's start with Huck. Obviously, he's a unique-looking guy. I mean, he's very well-dressed. I love the scarf. Yeah. And he's got the tufted hair on there. And I'm assuming that that is not a common thing. Uh, it is not. So, Huck is a... His breed is Khaki Campbell. Right, cool. Huck? Khaki Campbell... I think uh, he went to high school with that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> he's a Khaki Campbell Drake, uh, meaning just male duck. And this thing on his head is not uh, something that typically happens with Khaki Campbells. It's called a crest. Oh, now he's now he's talking. Now he's talking. Now he's that right I'm talking. Right. Huck, uh, tell me about your... Yeah, you got something to say? Uh, it's a crest. So it's actually a mutation, and this gene oh. causes uh, him to grow these feathers up on his head. But it is a neurological issue, so he also suffers from seizures, uh, balance issues his whole life. 
this is something that uh, a lot of like hatcheries and places where you can get uh, in, in quotes designer ducks yeah uh, will breed into ducks just because it looks cool but uh, in reality it's kind of like a tough life for him I can't if even imagine if he doesn't have me to carry him around all the time so you said a, a phrase that I can't believe exists in the English language together, but a designer duck, like, so there's like, this is just like, I guess all animals now, right? You want a fancy pants dog, you can get it, but yeah. you can do that in a duck game too? Absolutely. So they're domestic breeds of ducks. Um, there's a, a lot of common ones, like a Pekin, the big white duck that you'll mm -hmm. see. Yeah. Uh, if you eat duck or you get duck from a restaurant, it's always going to be that Pekin. That's why they're so common. Okay. Uh, then there's khaki Campbell's like this guy here without the hair. Right. Uh, they're uh, one of the other popular breeds because the females are prolific egg layers, lay more eggs than any other breed. Wow. But if you end up with a guy, you kind of, if you're looking for the eggs, you'll probably dump them somewhere. But these designer ducks are the people who are looking for pets. They'll go to hatcheries and they'll find these really unique breeds that you can uh, order their eggs or the ducklings um, just because you want to raise a cool duck as a pet. Now, I have a bunch of these designer ducks, not because I ordered them, but because, like what happens most of the time, people get pet ducks, realize it's too difficult, even if they look really cool, right? and uh, leave them somewhere. So then they end up with me. So... I guess maybe I'll start with the duck as a pet thing. I mean, and truly at any time, jump in and just give me the whole rundown. But like, sure. do ducks make good pets? I mean, I didn't even think that that would be a thing. No, ducks make terrible pets. Terrible pets. They're awful pets. They're messy. They're uh, The males specifically are very aggressive. Uh, they can be uh, really violent for half the year, mating season. Yeah. Uh, it's a big thing I have to deal with because I have mostly males because that's what people get rid of. Sure. Uh they, they don't get along with other pets. Uh, so what I think happens is most people see, I know, you love that scarf. Yeah, that's it. Oh, did you just scarf, take it off? Took oh. it off. It took it off. So Onlyquacks.com. Yeah, Let's go. To my point, terrible pets won't wear a scarf. Right. You see? Yeah. Uh, so what happens is people see these cute little ducklings. They're like, they must be adorable. I see videos on social media of this, this little duckling walking around the bed. Uh, but three weeks later, they're big adult ducks and they're attacking, attacking the other pets and each other. And, uh, no, so they make bad pets, but I say that to say I have a lot of ducks and I love my ducks. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people who have pet ducks who really do love their ducks, yeah. um, and love having them. But, uh, for the majority of people, if you're somebody who's living uh, in an apartment and think it's a good idea to have a duck, it's not. I always thought that ducks would make good security animals, and hear my pitch on this. Right. You know, with like a security dog, I know how to get through that line of defense, right? Yep. Like a nice piece of meat, a good treat, something like that. Mm -hmm. But as in my experience, ducks are hard to shut up. And this has always been my thought. It's like, no, they're not going to save your life in the case of an intruder, but they might at least let me know that somebody's walking around the perimeter this, of the farm. Listen, Mark, this is a great idea. Uh, yeah. So, I, yeah, I would like to go ahead and introduce Long Bottom Bird Ranch Security Services <laughs> live, live on your, your podcast. This is it. So, uh, yeah, reach out to me and I'll rent you some ducks. Uh, no, that's a great idea. As a matter of fact, they, yeah, they, you're right. They never shut up. And, so. they're, and they're non-threatening, so I feel like any intruder would think about them as being a problem. Maybe I'm giving up too much on the show now, but you know, <laughs> I mean, I this is kind of a good idea. Unless they listen to the podcast. Right, exactly. Yeah. But I think my, uh, my apparently my demo is less criminal than less, I assume oh, at least. Hopefully, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I'm into it. Criminals do. <laughs> listen, we want you to eat. Everybody listen. Yeah, everybody, everybody likes listen. food. Yeah. yeah. 
what are some common duck misconceptions out there that you could, you know, I mean, obviously we talked about the pet thing, domestication of it, and that they are difficult to use, you know? Yeah. Well, I think. Or not use, but. uh, Yes. I think that they are. uh, That's a big part. But uh, I I think the biggest one uh, is the, the big message I try and get across when we do any of the live events or whenever I'm able to talk to anyone is that domestic ducks and wild ducks are different in one big way is that this guy is a domestic duck. So if you get him as a pet and you leave him at a pond because you see other ducks at the pond and, you know, this is a duck, that's a duck, why couldn't they live together? Yeah. Uh, Domestic breeds can't really fly. So when winter comes, they cannot migrate south. Uh, and they will just freeze to death. That's Aww. why I end up with most of the ducks I have, and that's why I've, I've taken a lot of ducks right now because winter is here, and people are like, why aren't these ducks still at the pond? Uh, that's a big one, that not all ducks can fly. Now, they have wings, but they're bred to be, most of them, meat ducks, so they're too heavy to, I mean, they can jump real high is what I like to say. But right. They're not going to make it south. It's like watching the turkeys fly, right? You're like, yeah, as long as it's on a downhill trajectory, (laughs) they seem to fly great. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And oddly enough, the turkeys fly a lot better than these guys. Oh, no kidding. Uh, There's a lot of uh, flapping into uh, and crash landing with these guys. Sure. But that's the big one to me, uh, is don't just assume a duck can uh, live in the wild. It can't. It doesn't have the natural instincts to be able to forage for its own food like a wild duck. But unlike a lot of other animals... Uh, there is, it looks just like an animal you would find in the wild. So yeah. why couldn't this one be in the wild? I sure. understand the, uh, the misunderstanding, but we try and get that across to everyone we can so that hopefully if you have a duck and maybe you hear this, um, you know to reach out to me before actually leaving that duck in a park. Yeah. Oh, that's super sad too. It's, it's great. I guess it's like everything else, right? Like education is 90% of it. And then the rest is just not being a bad person. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and I think with that, as someone who like talks face to face with a lot of people and I tell them that I would say 75% of the people I tell that to go, I did not know that. Yeah. I think it happens not, from like a, a place of these people not caring about the animals, right? They just don't know. You're like, and yeah. then you, and then as soon as you know, it's an easy change, right? You know, exactly. Every, right? No one hears that and goes, "I'm still gonna do it." Yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, yeah. freeze to death. <laughs> All right, yeah. I like the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but maybe those are the same people breaking into the farm that need to combat uh, law, you know, our jung- security services. The jungle gyms listeners. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're all terrible. They're people. all. Terrible. <laughs> Uh, so that's a big one. Uh, that's the biggest one. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm coming up short on thinking of another misconception about a duck. What would it be? Huck, you got anything? Yeah. What do people think about you? That's not true. (laughs) Huck, do you have any favorite foods? Maybe that's a good place. What are they, you know, you mentioned foraging for food and things mm-hmm. like that. What are some, what are some common duck uh, favorites? And maybe we, maybe we'll take them shopping later. See what he likes to eat. Uh, well, uh, so for, so ducks, unlike a lot of other um, like farm animal birds uh, need a lot of niacin. So there's a specific feed we give them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I specifically do Purina duck pellets. I don't know if I can plug that. I, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cause they sponsor us. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, but <laughs> as far as treats go, they love mealworms. Um, any type of non citrus fruit, watermelons, a big fan or they're big fans of watermelon during the summer. Uh, Chopped up tomatoes, grapes, things like that. I'll go on a small tangent real quick. About Please feeding, hit me. Feeding ducks bread. That's one. I didn't think oh, of that. Oh, that, okay. I, I was waiting for the bread duck conversation. Oh, okay. So there is uh, a lot, at least online, 
there's a lot of discussion about you feeding bread to ducks, you're killing ducks, you're killing ducks by feeding them bread. Um, bread is like if I love Doritos, if I were to eat Doritos for every meal, right? It's, yeah. I'm gonna, it's going to fill me up. I'm going to think it's delicious, but it's not good for me. And that's basically what bread is to ducks. Okay. Is they're not going to eat, they're going to fill up on something that is not nutritious and eventually that's going to harm them. But the people going to feed them bread at these parks care about the ducks. I prefer that they were caring about the ducks than just being like, I can't feed them bread. Never mind. I'm out of here. Right. right? Yeah. Um, but if you want to do, uh, I mean, you go buy any feed stores, a million tractor supplies in this town, get a bag of mealworms if you go to the park that often and toss them to them instead of the bread. Nice. A little more wholesome meal. Yeah, just a little, a little better for him. Yeah, yeah still I love a treat, it. but a good treat. Oh, he's so cute. I'm like getting stuck. Yeah. I'm getting stuck in how adorable he is the whole time. I'm like, what are my questions? So what about duck hunting, for example? Okay, sure. obviously you take care of animals mm-hmm. and, you know, I, are you are you carnivorous as a person? I, I am. Okay, yes. cool. So how does that how does that fit into this space? Yeah, uh, I actually grew up. My first introduction to ducks was I grew up a duck hunter. I'm from northern oh, okay. Kentucky. I grew up duck hunting. I was a member of Ducks Unlimited for a long time. Uh, and when I got older, uh, just kind of my views on uh, animals changed a little bit. Sure. Uh, but I think there are a lot of people who think that you cannot, you know, love ducks and also think Ducks Unlimited as a, an organization or duck hunting is also uh, a beneficial um, program or, or group. Ducks Unlimited raises more money and does more work for like wetlands areas and conservation of, of ducks in the wild than any other group, uh, period. So it's not really like, it's not as black and white as I think we like to pretend. A lot of times we take away Ducks Unlimited. Um, uh, we lose uh, a lot of that area. And uh, there's no one who loves ducks as much as I love ducks. I couldn't have a conversation specifically about ducks with anyone like I could have with a duck hunter. Duck hunters love ducks. We just we just diverge at the point where you shoot them. That's it. Sure. I just don't want to shoot them. They do. But other than that, we both have a lot of respect and love for ducks. I love that. What, with, you know, you mentioned, obviously, you've got a lot of males. What do you end up doing with the eggs? How's that, how's that work into the ecosystem? I'd sell them. Uh, okay. I am registered in the state of Ohio to sell the eggs. I Like I said, I have mostly males, so I get a very limited amount of eggs. Sure. So I, it's hard for me to get enough. To, I try to sell them to bakeries because the eggs are very good or great for baking. They're the yeah. baker's best friend. Really rich. and yeah. Really rich. Uh, so I tried, uh, but I, I have like a few customers, just like people that I sell them to. Try to get them into a couple stores, but I just don't make enough eggs for it to really be worth Absolutely. it to most people. Yeah. Do you still eat the eggs? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I eat the eggs. I eat, I have chickens. <laughs> I, I'll say this about duck eggs. I think they're better for baking, for frying them up, poached, every way except for scrambled. I think the consistency of, like, the larger yolk and, and the smaller, like, white area, uh, chicken eggs are better for scrambling. But Interesting. Now I want to do it. That'll be another piece I do in the future. Maybe I'll just do a duck egg versus chicken egg comparison. Yeah. You should, because every time I say that, everyone on the internet tells me I'm wrong. So you can, Really? You okay, well, I mean, I, and I don't know if you've heard this, but the internet is always <laughs> correct about everything all the time. The internet thinks everything I do is wrong. Yeah, yeah. Their, uh, their opinions are <laughs> objective, not subjective. That's true. That's that so true. funny. All right, we've talked about some of the best practices, you know, the domestics versus the imports, as it were. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, what about recreation? Like, what do, and what do they do for fun? 
<laughs> swim, swim, swim. That's, uh, I mean, they're ducks. They're waterfowl, so they love to be in the water. They love to swim. Ducks, specifically, have a little gland. I was about to pick them up and show you, but I think I won't do that right now. But they have a little <laughs> gland above their tail. That's on the after hours of yeah, the, the podcast. Exactly, show me that, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> a little gland above their tail that secretes a preening. It's the preening gland and oil. And so it activates in the water, and that's how they waterproof their feathers. The oh. quack, 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 water off a duck's back. Deal. Right. Uh, that's how they do it. But it really what that accomplishes is it keeps their body dry, even if it's really cold outside. Like it was, what, 21 degrees last night? Yeah. And uh, as long as they keep the wind off their back and some, like, warm straw under their feet, they're able to stay warm because they can regulate their body temperature with these feathers that they clean by swimming all the time. Amazing. And I guess that's probably a little bit why we use things like down mm-hmm. coats and all that. We're like, how can we emulate this for ourselves? Yes, that's exactly I right. just don't have an oil gland that I'm aware of no. right now. But if anyone would like to come find out, here's yeah. my personal information <laughs> at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> um, since you're doing all of this like kindness and rescue, there's obviously a huge rescue component to this. What is the point where we as like the conscientious observer should be concerned like is this someone's pet duck or am i just seeing a duck at the pond near my house sure uh i, I think the two best ways for someone to to tell is always when i go to talk he's got something to say um oh, i'll put subtitles t- on him yeah you want to tell everyone okay you want to tell me how tell everyone how i found you they uh uh, one way is the time of year. So like right now when it's getting cold, we're talking November, December, you start to see ducks at the park. It's not 100%, but most of the time up here, those ducks shouldn't be there. Okay. Uh, what you can always do is reach out to me and I will always go and investigate. Or if you take a picture, I'll be able to tell and you're able to send it to me. I have a lot of people do that uh, on Instagram and Facebook. They'll send me pictures and I'm able to be like, no, it's, it's a wild duck seems all right. Uh, a great way for everyone to tell is the Pekin duck, the duck I talked about a little bit. That's a big white one. The big white one. Never going to be in the wild, and it's the number one duck that people leave. So if you're, even during the summer, if you're at a local pond and you see this big, plump white duck, that duck does not belong there. And in that case, always call me. I love it. How you started leading into this, how did you find Huck? So Huck and uh, eight other ducks were uh, purchased, the designer ducks were purchased by a farm north of here to be eaten. Uh, And they changed their mind about eating them and uh, left them in a creek. Uh, And these are all like very pretty breeds of ducks. Left them in a creek and then they called me and said, hey, we found you. Our ducks, we dropped them in this creek. Yeah. And I uh, it would have been cool if they would have called me before that. Uh, <laughs> and just given them to Oh, me. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that was a full day of uh, running down these folks. But they're all, they all still live together. They're a little family. But three years later, the, the whole flock's still together. I love it so much. He's so adorable, too. You know, and I, I normally, as I'm sitting here getting extra behind-the-scenes footage, I normally do this backwards or the other way in the interviews. But my biggest question is, how did you get into this in the first place? Like, what was the starting point for you and your duck conservation? Yes, I'm surprised I didn't, I didn't lead in with that. <laughs> uh, We're too excited to be here. This is a, yes. this, is a this is my first animal co excuse me. This is my first animal guest on the show. Oh, so. I was trying to make an escape. Oh, <laughs> oh escape duck. Goes. 
Escape duck. So I, uh, like I talked about, I was a duck hunter growing up. Right. And then my relationship to uh, to animals as food uh, kind of evolved where I was a vegan for a while. Mm -hmm. I was a vegetarian for a while, a pescatarian. I couldn't find the right, the right fit. And then I got a bunch of chickens because I thought, well, what if I were to raise an animal and then directly from it's taken care of, like I, I love this animal and then I, I take its eggs and I eat them like, so that's what I did, and it was great. And then one day I saw some ducks, and I said, well, it must be the same thing, so why don't I get some of these? Yeah. Uh, it was not, like I said. They're uh, <laughs> ins insane to take care of. It's a terrible animal. Not a terrible animal. A difficult pet. Sure. So what you run into is you go online, and there's a 1,000 books on chickens, and there are no resources about ducks. So I just started posting to social media, be like, hey, I found this out about the duck today. You can't do this. You can do this. And uh, people started reaching out uh, and eventually started reaching out and saying, hey, that's great. Do you think you could take our ducks too? <laughs> and then I just kept saying yes. And before you know it, I've got X amount of ducks. Too many. <laughs> yeah. Too many ducks. Too many ducks. Okay. So a few things, obviously I'd love to know where people can follow your journey on social and all that stuff. But I think the larger question here is really, what do you need from us as the public to support what you're doing? Uh, sure. Uh, I... <clears throat> <laughs> uh, you can follow us at Longbottom Bird Ranch on any of the social media platforms, Longbottom Bird Ranch, and that's where you'll see a lot of the stuff we're doing. Uh, we do a lot of... What I try and do, we're not a 501c3 because, uh, you know, there's a lot of great causes out there, uh, a lot of hands, hands out looking for help. So we try and raise funds by uh, doing something a little bit unique, creating fun videos. Uh, we create artwork with the ducks, paint art. We've got a, an art exhibition coming up at uh, Ryan Geist here soon. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you can check that out on social media. We, have, we do the Birds and Brews events at breweries, kind of just to capture people's attention so we have the opportunity to talk to them about the work we do. Sure. Uh, so any of the live events are on social media. And uh, we, we run solely on donations and selling things like the art. Uh, we sell T-shirts. We do cameo videos, all kinds of little things. So maybe we give you a little value and you're able to help us feed the ducks. That's beautiful. I think we'd all like to help. I'll get a shirt. I'm ready. Hey. I like birds and brews, so you're really catering to my interests. Perfect. We'll take the help. You're, you eat too much. That's. <laughs> you were still talking to me. I was like, oh, I yeah. know. <laughs> Jesus, Jimmy. <laughs> every, every, time I go to the, every time I go to the feed store now, I'm just like, oh, this is... This is going to financially ruin me one of right. these days. Huh? Well, hopefully this will help. We'll get some people to back you up a little bit on that. We have, uh, listen, we've done it so far off of, literally off of the kindness of people that we do not know off of social media. I live in a house in a neighborhood. I have to rent land from a farm to do this whole thing. It's not even at my house. And the whole thing runs off of the kindness of strangers. So we appreciate everything everyone's done for us over the years so far. And That's so cool. Seems like it's still happening. I still think about how I met you unrelated to this at St. Francis of Pizza, yeah. which, by the way, great pizza. We've had a lot of great pizza shows great pizza. recently between them, Fireside Pizza, and other, you know, all these good ones. But we met there, and then like a week or two later, your one of your videos that really 
popped off, hit my feed. And I'm like, damn, that dude looks so familiar. And I'm sitting there, I was like, I don't think the duck beard guy is the same guy I grabbed a pie from the other night, but maybe it is. Yeah. And then it all came together. I'm like, oh, well, I'm sorry we didn't do this sooner, but I uh, I, I love it. And thanks for bringing Huck in too. Huck, you've been a delight. Yes. Thanks for having us. It's been great. Right, buddy? Duck, or Huck, you want to uh, sign off for us? What do you think? Now that I want you to talk, you're not interested? You're like children. That's why they say never work with... Yeah. Never work with animals or children, right? There's the answer. I'll take it. it. I'll take it. Thanks, Huck. Appreciate you, buddy. And Jimmy, thank you so much, too. I appreciate you coming in. This is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm very excited to hold a duck. Uh, But you all have to subscribe to that. So uh, follow us on YouTube to watch me hold a duck. It'll be great. Uh, Oh, um, sorry. On the donations end, too. Is there like a... They just reach out to you on social. We have all of our donation links on the social on the in the bio on my socials, and uh, you can check those out. But it's Longbottom Bird Ranch on pretty much all of the send us money things. Yeah, and the content's funny too. Like yeah. seriously, it's he's got a great sense of humor. It's really it's very enjoyable. As someone who didn't really have any. Um, predilection for duck content leading into it. It's been a lot of fun following the journey, which is why I had him here in the first place. So awesome. Well, thanks again, guys. Let's go. uh, Let's go. Let's go take Huck shopping. What? The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.